Hey there, I'm Brittany, and welcome to the Cape Cod Church Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about us, you can visit our website at capecodchurch.com. In the meantime, we hope you enjoy this message in our current series. Well, good morning. Those sisters got pipes, huh? Oh, my goodness. I was getting all that. The, the words in that song, never abandoned. Goodness, goodness. I could have sung that a hundred times and said amen and gone home. I'm not going to do that. Don't get excited. I could have. I was listening to Al tell that story about having three little girls and I've told Al, as a dad with three little girls, you just keep going. You know what happens next. You get that boy. Be careful what you ask for. Yeah, the great joy of life, our, our children, daughters, the son. What a, what, a, what a privilege. So here we are, four weeks into this series, talking about hidden me. We've been talking about the lies that we, we listen to and we live out. But we haven't just talked about the lies. We've talked about the lie and the reply, right? Because for every lie, there's a reply that is rooted in Scripture that responds to that lie and chases it away. If I could summarize the series to this point, I would do it this way, with just three phrases. The devil is a liar. The father is not a failure. And last week, come to the party. The devil is a liar. The Father is not a failure. Come to the party. I want to add one more to it, though. And I I hope it will put everything together. Because on top of those three, I think there's, there's one that kind of wraps the series together and I think will help us. I want to say it this way. God makes beautiful things out of broken things. God makes beautiful things out of broken things. In fact, that's really been the heartbeat of Cape Cod Church for almost 30 years now. When we say that we want to help people discover a full life with God, that's what we're saying, that that the fullness of life is found in this one who takes broken things and turns them into beautiful, beautiful things. And that's what Jesus is doing in this story that we've been reading together, the the story of the prodigal. He's telling them about a father who has two sons and The one son, the impetuous younger son who was 
a little bit indignant, comes and demands his inheritance. And no sooner does he get his inheritance and he, he, he f- flees the coop, right? He, he takes off and he, he spends it all. He wastes everything. He gambles it away. He lives on uh, with prostitutes until the, the word travels back and the name of the family is shamed and the son finds himself in the pig pen until he realizes I don't have to be here. (laughs) The servants in my father's house are eating better than this. And he tells himself, I'm going home. And then he's, he's, He's figuring out, what am I going to say when I get home? I'm going to tell my father, I've, I've blown it, I've ruined it, I've made a mess of it, and I'm not even worthy to be called a son. Just make me as one of thy servants. And the, the son jumps up out of the pig pen. He doesn't give two weeks notice. I mean, he just he's gone, and he's running down, and he's coming towards his house. And it doesn't fill in the details, but it tells us that the father, the father must have been on the porch watching for the son, and the father sees the son while he's yet a long ways off, and he runs to him. That's my favorite part of the story. A father who doesn't wait. He just runs to him. He falls on him. He throws a party for the son. He's making beautiful things out of broken things. But this whole, this whole story, if you really want to understand and grab a hold of what God is doing here, you have to go back to the very first verses in this chapter where it, where it all begins. Let me read it to you. In Luke 15, in verse 1, it says, Tax collectors and other notorious sinners often came to listen to Jesus teach. And this made, this made the Pharisees and the teachers of the religious law complain. Like, he was associating with such sinful people. I mean, if this guy wants to be a religious leader, if he, if he wants to be a teacher of the law, he's got to get better friends. And they're complaining it. He's associating with sinful people. He's even, he's even eating with them. And so, so what does Jesus do? Jesus tells a story. Jesus tells three stories. He tells the story of a shepherd with a hundred sheep who loses one and goes in search of it. He tells the story of a woman with ten coins who loses one and goes in search of it. And then he tells, of course, his most famous, the story of a father with two sons. But in those stories, he's, he's telling a bigger story. He, he's telling the story of how he, the Father, makes beautiful things out of broken things. That, that his most miraculous, stunning, surprising stories are always when he makes beautiful things out of broken things. Because that's what the Father does. The Father makes beautiful things out of broken things. In fact, and this is what I came here to say, that's the only way he does it. That's the only way he does it. He only, his most miraculous, most incredible, most surprising stories are always when he makes something beautiful out of something broken. Listen, Jesus is not making beautiful things out of beautiful things. 
He gives us beauty for ashes. I don't know how else to say it. That's like, here's what I want to say. Jesus is not a florist. Right? He doesn't come into your life and says, oh my goodness, what an amazing rose you are. I'm going to, let me take this rose over here. And oh my goodness, that sunflower is stunning. That'll go good right here. And well, you've got some marigolds. You tell me, I can tell I'm running out of flowers here in my mind. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not a florist. And some of you, and I got nothing against florists. And some of you do amazing, beautiful work around that. But this isn't what he's doing. And this is, this is, this is part of the story that he's telling. He's like, listen, I didn't come to make, make beautiful things out of beautiful things. I came to make beautiful things out of out of broken things this is this is my deal this is my story this is how i work i'm not a i'm not a florist i'm something far far greater and my most beautiful work in your life always always happens when i take something that's broken and i make something beautiful out of it in fact how often does he have to say it for us to get it? Uh, here's what he said just a, a few chapters back in Luke chapter 15. Let me read to you these verses, see if this sounds familiar. Uh, this is 10 chapters before. Uh, but the Pharisees and their teachers of religious law complained bitterly that Jesus' disciples, why do you eat and drink with such scum? Are you noticing a trend here? People had an issue with Jesus' friends, right? And Jesus answered them, Healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. I've come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. Did you, did you catch that, that subtle? I didn't come to call those who think they are righteous. No, there's nobody righteous. What are you? You're, you're lying to yourself. But I came for those who know they are sinners and need to repent. John chapter 5, verse 24, he says it again. He says, I tell you the truth. Those who listen to my message and believe in God who sent me have eternal life. They will never be condemned for their sins. But watch what he says. But they have already passed from death to life. <laughs> See what he's saying? He says, from death to life. I'm not a florist. I'm a doctor. I hang out in the ICU. In fact, I go down to the morgue because I'm raising dead to life. He said, that's what I do. I make, I make broken things. I make broken things beautiful. That's, that's what I do. And he, he, he's not done. If you go back to the parable that we've been reading in Luke chapter 15 and the prodigal, watch, watch how he phrases it. In verse 22, it says, But his father said to the servants, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet. And kill the, kill the calf we've been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast. For this son of mine was dead and has now returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. You see what he's doing. He's saying, listen, this is what I came to do. I make, I make beautiful things out of broken things. I think what I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do is lay, lay a bit of foundation here because there's hope here for all of us, for every one of us. This is, this is what he's doing. He, he takes something that's, that, that's broken and something that's not right and he, he turns it into something that's, that's beautiful. 
He did that when you, when you reached out to him and embraced him as your savior in that, in, in that beginning moment when you said yes to Jesus and you invited him into your life. He, he began a, a, a spiritual story and we're gonna, we're gonna, in a new series next week, we're gonna begin to explore that. But he, 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 he changed things inside of you. He changed things in eternity. He began a, he began a work in you. He took something that was broken, that was dead, that was lost, and he found it. He gave life to it. He made something beautiful out. But he's not done there. Right? It wasn't like he gave you a, you know, a get out of, get out of jail free card and say, well, you're, you're out fire insurance. Now, no, he, he, he began this, this life of discovery where he's taking broken things and he's turning them into beautiful things. And, you know, a, a couple of months ago in the story project, we were, we were taken. We, 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 we went on this journey together and part of that journey was listening to other people's stories, right? And there, there was something, we were, just, we were just taken by the stories. You know something about those stories? You know what was striking about them? They were exceedingly normal. They were just normal. They were just, they were just people and stories. It wasn't like you looked at the story and says, "Oh, I can't believe that." Right? There were stories you'd heard a hundred times, but they were all stories. They were stories of how God takes broken things and turns them into beautiful things. Right? They were stories of of addiction and what God was doing there and how He was making something beautiful out of that story. And it was it was stories of uh, of partying and a life of partying and how God was giving new purpose. And it was stories of poverty and how God was taking and in the midst of that, He was doing something that was beautiful. It was stories of broken homes and how God was taking that brokenness and making something beautiful and, and and maybe and maybe one of the most impactful because we can all relate to it there was a there was a story that one of our one of our friends here shared about 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 a, a life of of pride of arrogance and how because we can all relate to arrogance right we can all relate to being a little bit prideful and struggling with that and 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 how God took and and out of that brokenness of arrogance built something built something beautiful you see what I'm saying? This is, this is what he does. <laughs> it's all he does. He makes beautiful things out of broken things. Is there, is there something in your life that's just not right? Something you just wish you could, you could drop like a dead weight? Something that's been plaguing you. Something that's got itself burrowed down deep in your soul and it comes out in sadness or anger. Is, is, there, is there something that's broken? Because that's where he works. That's where he does his most beautiful work where we're broken. I want, to, I want to wrap all of this together, if I could, by, by offering two suggestions about how you can begin that journey, because this is what he does, like, like, like how you can take a step towards that journey uh, from broken to beautiful, and, and, and how that thing that you just wish, that, that intractable part of your life, he can begin to change it and transform it and turn it into something beautiful. So if you love to take notes, it's going to be a good place. And if you never take notes, but you've got a great memory, remember these things. And if you never take notes and you have a bad memory, start taking notes. <laughs> right? 
So, so here, here's the first. Um, well, let me <laughs> let me read you the verse. Luke chapter fifteen, verse seventeen. It says, when he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, at home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare. And here I am dying of hunger. I've always thought that 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 right there, those words, when he finally came to his senses, are the turning point of the story. It's an ugly, painful moment, isn't it? son, penniless, embarrassed, barely got the clothes on his back, sitting in a pig pen, smelling a sight for sore eyes. And it says that sitting there, he, he finally saw it. He came to his senses. It's an ugly moment. It's the kind of moment you wouldn't, you wouldn't wish on yourself. You wouldn't wish on someone you loved. Maybe that's where we got it wrong. Well, I'm not wishing for it, but something happens in that place. Here's what I'm saying. If you want this, if you really want this, this change, this transformation, you'll have to see yourself as a pig pen project. I mean, nobody likes it. We all like to think we're beautiful roses. But if you, you, you really want transformation in the most public and embarrassing places of your life or in the most private and deeply secret, if you want transformation, you're going to have to see yourself as a pig pen project. You know what stands in the way of our miracle most of the time? Merit. I don't think I'm that bad. I think I can figure it out. But it turns out, if you want this miracle, you'll have to drop your merit. <laughs> People have often made the case, and I think it's true, that some of the purest forms of what the church is meant to look like can be seen in an AA meeting. There's just something that's raw and unfiltered, and true about it. Tammy and I have been reading a book. We've shared it with some friends by Gary Moon. Um, I think we're both on our second time through it right now. It's a, a 30-day journey. It's called An Apprenticeship with Jesus. Early on in the book, in one of the first chapters, Gary does something i just not seen anybody do before, and it just struck me. He took the 12 steps of AA, and he rewrote them as 12 steps in the Christian life. I remember reading through them, and 
It was like it just reached out of the page and punched me in the throat. I was like, oh. I won't read them all. The first one, though, the first one says this, and those of you who've been through AA will have an appreciation for how closely it follows. The first one says, I confess that I am powerless to fix the brokenness in my life by myself. My life has become unmanageable. You know, my guess is it's that last part that gets us. Oh, my life's not unmanageable, Ben. I got money in the bank. I got a good job. I got a good family. I I got some stuff together. But underneath that, underneath that, you see, when, 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 we, that, that, when, when, our, when our spirit reacts to that, you know what's getting in the way? Our merit. And, and you, can't, you can't have what he wants you to do as long as you're falling back on your merit. You can't have it because it's not what he does. He, he doesn't come and rearrange the flowers in your life. He makes broken things into beautiful things. And something happens when we come to the place where we just say, God, I can't fix this. I've been wrestling with this for, for years. And I can't fix this. I'm powerless to fix this brokenness in my life on my own. Oh, but something, something happens in our life when we, we unwrap that and we lay it at his feet. He begins this transformation process that happens in proximity to him. It's beautiful. He makes beautiful things out of broken things, and he wants to do it in your life. There, there's, there's a second that I, I want to, to give you, because, and I, and I need to go back to last week, because so many of the broken things in our life have to do with other people. I've been here almost 30 years, folks. I've heard hundreds, thousands of stories of pain and hurt. And there's almost always someone sitting on the other side of that story. And that's what I want to add. So, so if the first is you're going to have to see yourself as a pig pen project, the second's harder. You're going to have to see your adversary as a pig pen project, too. Here's, here's what I mean. Uh, Luke chapter 15, verse 31. What does his father do, right? The, the older brother. You remember the older brother from last week? If you weren't here for last week, you got to go back and you'll have to go back and to dig into this one because, because it's heavy. But his father comes to the older brother who doesn't want to come into the party, right? And he says, look, look, son. You've always stayed by me and everything I have is yours. Like, son, what are you doing? Come to the party. You've always been faithful. All of my inheritance left is yours. It's all yours. But he has one more thing he wants to say to this brother. We had to celebrate this happy day. For your brother was dead and has come back to life. 
He was lost, but now he is found. <laughs> you see what he did? Hey, 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 hey. Come on. Don't you see what I'm doing? I'm making something beautiful out of your brother's broken life. I'm making something beautiful out of something broken. That's what I do, and I'm, I'm doing it for your brother. For your brother. Are you struggling because someone who's hurt you isn't? Are you struggling? Are you angry? Are you bitter? Because someone who hurts you seems like they're having a party. See, the transformation that was about to happen here was the father was inviting the brother to look at his, his, his stinky, broke little brother and to see how the father was making something beautiful out of his life. You see, only people who've been through the pig pen really get what Jesus is doing. See, if you've been a pig pen project, if you've had God pick you up when you were at your lowest and give you a little bit of grace and a little bit of mercy and begin to fix something, then you get a little bit what the Father is doing in someone else's life. But sometimes we don't want it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I want you to send him back to the pig pen for a little while. Like, I don't think he, I don't think he suffered long enough. You know what he did to me? Like a party, don't we? Could, is, not a party. But if you've been through the pig pen... If you've been lifted out and washed up and had a party made in your life, if you've received a dose of grace and deliverance and mercy where you know you didn't deserve it, then you get exactly what the Father is doing. And sometimes in the middle of our, our bitterness and our hurt, God is just saying, hey, 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 hey. I'm working on him. I'm working on him. And I'm going to make something beautiful out of their brokenness. And sometimes we object. No, no, Father. No, no. Just leave them broken. They hurt me. I can imagine the Father looking at us going, really? Is that what you want? No, not really. You see, this is what Jesus does. He makes beautiful things out of broken things. He does it in you. He does it in me. And he does it in that person you can't stand. That's what he does.
He makes beautiful things out of broken things and he uses impossible to understand grace to do it. You know, my favorite, I gotta be careful, I say everything's my favorite, don't I? Well, here's my favorite for today. My favorite verse in this passage. Luke 15, 24. Jesus says, the son of mine was dead and has now returned to life. He was lost, but now he's found. I like that next sentence. So the party began. Isn't that beautiful? Hmm. We talked about that back during the story project on our vision Sunday. So the party began. A culture of celebration. That's what he's doing. That's why this is so hopeful. He looks at your life and he looks at the brokenness and he says, I got that. I got that. That thing that's been stuck in your life and you feel like you can't get rid of, I can turn that brokenness into something beautiful. I can do it. That's what I do. I turn broken things into beautiful things. So the party began. Was everything hunky-dory? Doesn't seem like it. But the party began. There was something to celebrate. In a moment, we're going to bow our heads and we're going to pray together. And when we do that, you may need that moment to just go back and utter the words from that first step. God, I'm powerless to fix this brokenness in my life on my own. My life is unmanageable. Just give it to him. That's it. Just give it to him. See what he wants to do. You may need to take that moment for someone who's hurt you and just begin to pray that God would make something beautiful in their life. It's one of the hardest prayers of all to pray. Turn that brokenness into something beautiful. And maybe, maybe you're, you're here and you've never yet figured out exactly what you were going to do with Jesus. You met some Jesus people along the way and they turned you off or maybe you grew up in it and you walked away from it, but you've never made it. You've never made it yours. And maybe as we've walked through this series and we've, we've talked about what's hidden in me, but along the way we've talked about Jesus and what he wants for you and what he does. And maybe this is your moment just to say, Jesus, I need to say yes to you to your gift of salvation, your gift of forgiveness once and for all, and invite him into your life. I finish every week by giving you an opportunity because I think that's where the journey begins. And if, if that's you and you're ready to begin the journey, I want to give you a chance to do that. So would you bow your heads with me? We bow our heads. We, we close our eyes because... Really, what we need to do in this moment is we, we need to be alone with God. Maybe to admit that you're powerless. 
to fix the brokenness in your life. Maybe to begin praying for the adversary that God would make something beautiful out of their brokenness. And so I invite you to just take these moments and, and whatever it is, just use these moments to do that. And maybe you're here and you say, Ben, I'm ready. I'm ready to say yes to Jesus Christ as my Savior. I want to take that step. Then in the quiet of the moment, I want to lead you in a prayer. But before I lead you in the prayer, I want to say, like I do every week, it's, there's not magic words. It's, it's faith. It's, it's the belief of your heart calling out to God that he's listening for. And the smallest faith placed in Jesus Christ. Well, in Romans 10, it says that when a man or a woman believes in their heart and confesses with their mouth, it is made. It becomes. It is their salvation. That's what Jesus does. It's his work. So I invite you to pray something like this. Dear God, you know me and you know everything about me. And here this morning, I just lay it all in front of you. Every failing, every fault, every secret, every sin, I confess it. And Jesus Christ, I ask for your grace and your mercy. I believe that when you died on the cross, you died for me. And I say yes to that gift. And I invite you into my life. Help me, Jesus, now to live my life fully for you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Why don't you stand with me? We're going to sing this song we started singing uh, last fall during the story project, I think, right? Yeah. Homecoming. We missed it by one week. We, we, it came out the week after homecoming. It's such a beautiful, beautiful song. I was listening to it on the way into church this morning, so I didn't know we were going to sing it. Let me invite you to do this. Um, in the chair in front of you is uh, a Connect card. That's the old school paper, pen. Remember how to use those? Or you can use digital, the Connect card online, or just the QR code. We want to know what God is doing in your life. So maybe this morning is a prayer request. Maybe this, this transformation, this change, you, you want to share it as a prayer request for others. I want to invite you to share it with me. If you want it just to be private, just write it private and they'll come to me. Um, I just want to be a part of what God is doing in your life and be able to pray for you. And if, if you want to have others praying for you, which is powerful, then I invite you to share that. 
maybe there's a, a, an adversary and you're just wrestling through that, Lord, help me to see them too as one of your projects. And if you're here, you just took that step. You, you, you took a step of faith saying yes to Jesus Christ, committing your life to him. On the connect card, there's a place that says, I've committed my life to Christ today. You can fill it out in paper or online. And if you're here with you know, a little connect card, take it to the desk in the lobby. And we've got a Bible uh, we'd like to give you. And uh, it's got a reading guide, and it gets you started on the journey. It's sort of, sort of next steps. And if you're watching online, you fill out the online Connect card, we'll, we'll send you one this week. We can't think of a better way to help you begin this journey than by giving you a Bible with a guide and a easy-to-understand version to help you get started on that journey. Thanks for tuning in to this message from our current series. If this is your first time listening, we'd love to meet you in person. We have services every Sunday at 10 a.m. in East Falmouth, Massachusetts. Or join us for our Sunday live stream on YouTube at the same time. If you enjoyed the Cape Cod Church podcast, we hope you'll consider leaving us a review so that other people can discover us too. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll see you on the next episode.